The spirit of performance defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura's been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I'm Jim Cramer, and you're about to hear a sample taken directly from today's CBC Investing Club morning meeting. Okay, so we know, Jeff, this week is the federal open market. We just got the J.P. Morgan resolution, which is, I think, very positive, although Jamie said loans are going to be a little restricted. I come back and say, you know, what I think matters here is that we know there's going to be a quarter point. It's just about whether they say, listen, we're going to miss the, We're not going to do anything in the June meeting. Or they just say, you know what, we'll play it data dependent. Data dependent means that the market might sell off. There could be a buying opportunity. So maybe it's a little bit more of like a hawkish hulk because there's definitely people looking for a one and done situation here. Definitely. But it depends on the data, of course. Um, still a big determinant. Big week, by the way, got about 30 percent of the S&P 500 reporting, the Fed meeting, as you talk, as you mentioned before. But the real story of the day is at what you just referenced was J.P. Morgan taking over uh, a big chunk of right. First Republic. Now, I think what people have to understand is, is that J.P. Morgan learned its lesson. First, they bought Bear Stearns, and that was hideous. They didn't make any uh, decisions. They, they felt that somehow the government would indemnify them. Then they bought Washington Mutual, and they realized, wait a second, here's the playbook. We're not taking any of the liabilities here. Yeah. We're just getting the upside, and we're doing you a big favor. That was one of the reasons why I think they had to pay FDIC $10 billion, because it's such a great thing to be able to go beyond 10%. It's a great franchise. And all the loans are basically going to be guaranteed. And the loan to value is so good that I think people would say, oh, it's sweetheart, unless they had paid the 10. Now, this was the fourth bank failure this year, the second largest in the U.S. This one was actually larger than Silicon Valley Bank. Yes. But um, at least Jamie on the call this morning says this part of the crisis is over. It doesn't sound like any other banks are at risk from this. Um, asset liability, well, mismatch, the deposits fleeing, which is a good thing for the entire sector, which is why you get a good rally in Wells Fargo today. Yeah, I want to point uh, to you a piece by uh, a really good guy, Michael Semblist, who's a senior strategist at, uh, at J.P. Morgan, who Jamie relies on, uh, who did say that there were some banks who could be uh, in trouble with Schwab. But Schwab's bank was too small versus the rest of the uh, company. Okay. But looking at, uh, at, the, at the liabilities that Semblis talked about, I guess we're further along. He didn't make this uh, no call. Uh, will you give me a break? Yeah, so my, uh, come on. My, my theory why Morgan Stanley would be down is because First Republic has a big wealth management. If this That's crisis, if, they, if it draws out uh, even longer, then perhaps more of those wealth management assets flock to Morgan Stanley. Instead, they're going to go to J.P. Morgan as they right. build out their wealth strategy. So maybe that's the reason why Morgan Stanley is today. But they just picked up um, $110 billion of net new assets last quarter. I expect even more uh, went over to them yeah, at, this over is, the last I, couple of weeks. I just say weeks. buy. You just buy this. I mean, yeah. it's just right. 
Start your day with my outlook on the daily market every morning at 10.20 a.m. Visit cnbc.com slash morning take to access all the benefits of being a CNBC Investing Club member. All opinions expressed by Jim Cramer on this podcast and in connection with the CNBC Investing Club are solely Cramer's opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by Cramer on television, radio, internet, or another medium. No specific outcome or profit is guaranteed in connection with your reliance upon or other use of the content from Cramer. The opinions offered in connection with this podcast and the CNBC Investing Club are not an attempt to induce any particular trading behavior, investment, or strategy. You should be aware of the risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed in the content from Kramer. To view the full CNBC Investing Club disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash investing club disclaimer. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.